Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to Ladies Who Launch on a very, very special Monday morning because this is the first time that Dakota and I have recorded live in person in like nine months. I can literally see Alyssa's face right now. We are at the same table, sitting across from one another, not on Zoom. I mean, we still look as... I guess I could have seen you on Zoom. That didn't make any sense. But either way, I like your real face is here. We're actually in person and it took us forever to figure out how to get this... Um, to set up our actual recording equipment again. Yeah. Because we've been doing it over Zoom for the last 18 months. 18 months. Yeah. Anyway, and number two, this is our, our 40th, 40th episode. It's, uh, I think for us, we're a little bit in shock when we realized that it was going to be our 40th because when we started this little operation a little over a year ago, I think we thought maybe our moms would listen and that would be about it. And now here, here we are. And we looked at our numbers this morning and we've almost had over 3,000 downloads thanks to you guys. I know. It is incredible to see how this has taken off and how much feedback we get and how many people say to us, oh my God, I didn't know that was you or your podcast. I love that podcast. I love that podcast. I mean, this is more than we could ever imagine. And I mean, I know we're not like the bird's papaya or... Not getting like a million listeners. Hey, hey, now I think we're pretty special. <laughs> but like for a little two little Calgary entrepreneurs to have this this cast this cast, and it's been over a year, and we have been consistent every two weeks. I don't think that that I think when we first started this was probably our biggest concern was that can we keep this up and do we have time and all that? Yeah, no, and we've we've done it. We've been consistent. We've had some amazing guests on the show. And it's just been amazing. So thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in, who's subscribed, who's rated us five stars. We've even had some glowing reviews. It's been amazing. So thank you, you guys. We love you. And we are so excited to wrap up season one by the end of this year. Talk a little bit about all of our favorite moments, what we've learned, all that kind of stuff today. And then we're really excited to talk about what's coming in season two. Starting in January. January. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, um, yes, welcome to my house, Dakota. Because- oh my God, you guys, I just have to give you the scene right now. <laughs> and actually, while we're talking, we're going to take a little video because we want you to see more of us moving forward. Here we are. Welcome to the social media age where we're going to um, video ourselves and <laughs> everything in my, in my dining room. In Alyssa's dining room. So right now, this is our beautiful recording studio and Bailey. Yes. We can't forget Bailey. So, hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll pop that up onto Instagram later if you're interested. Um, So, yeah, let's kick it off with a little rant, Alyssa. A a happy rant. A happy rant. A happy rant. Well, okay. Kind of. Well, it 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 is a happy rant. But okay, I'm a little older than Dakota. I am a young Gen X. And uh, I am 
I think curmudgeoning in my old age. I'm not quite sure what what I what to think about all of this, but I've gotten into TikTok. I have an account. It's a private account, so nobody go find me on it because I just like to lurk on TikTok because I think it's fun. But seeing how brands have sort of integrated TikTok and all of that, but I am not a dancer, singer, like and all the cool TikToks are people who are funny or doing dances and stuff. But who are doing dances and stuff? <laughs> but I find it interesting in that like Instagram is trying to be TikTok in some like I mean Instagram's made some interesting choices in the last little while, but my rant is the reels of Instagram, which are basically just TikToks and people taking their TikToks over to Instagram and creating reels. But they are so time consuming. I don't, I mean, it, I don't know if it's because it's me. And I mean, it probably is because it's me. But the thought of shooting and editing basically 30, 15, 30 second commercials is exhausting to me. I mean, kudos to people who do it and do it well. But I just find this whole, th- it, it's, beyond, it's beyond me. I'm just going to fully admit it is beyond me. And I know it's the way things are going, but I'm just going to be curmudgeon and say that if I go down the, the Instagram reel, TikTok rabbit hole, I'm going to get someone to do them for me. Because honestly. So what's really funny about where social media is going is, and I was laughing about this the other day at a client's because I've gone from doing uh, you know, photo shoots to graphic design for for Instagram to now literally spending a couple hours a month, maybe even a week, depending on the client, filming reels, which take up to for like simple ones an hour a reel. I'm sorry that that's <laughs> just stupid. And I literally, I used to love acting. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the cast, but I used to want to be an actress, and I was really heavy into the theater scene. So my client was joking with me the other day. He's like, you're such a natural at this. Can you just be the star of all of our reels? And I was like, probably not because I don't really, I don't work here. I'm just your social manager. <laughs> I don't work here. Sorry. <laughs> but, no, but like, I'd love to. But anyways, he's like, no, you're the, you're the spokesperson for all of our reels. And so essentially, I've gone from being a social manager to being production actress and production person. <laughs> Um, which has been really hilarious. And yeah, like the other day I was over at my my client, uh, Canadian Mattress Wholesalers. Shout out to them. They are the best mattress wholesaler in Calgary. <laughs> They're the only mattress wholesaler in Calgary. Um, and they literally are amazing. Anyways, we were filming... Free plug. <laughs> yeah, free plug. We were uh, filming a funny like dancing one and we literally had one of our guys like take do 20 takes of him jumping onto a mattress like flying in the air jumping onto the mattress and I was laughing hysterically I was like this is my job now I'm literally a production person um yeah and (laughs) I don't know what to think about all I mean I guess this just sort of came to me I mean as much as I enjoy TikTok I don't I haven't gotten into the reels thing on Instagram mainly because you actually have to go seek out reels you have to go like they don't show up on your timeline so no, you don't. Um, or you don't. 
to go yeah, you have to go search them out. Like, so yeah. Instagram hasn't integrated that very well, in my opinion. They haven't integrated a lot of things very well. We'll talk about that. Yeah, in a Instagram's second. a whole other kettle of fish. But yeah. I quite enjoy Instagram. Um, I quite enjoy TikTok because it's kind of an escape, and I can find myself scrolling there um, to the wee hours because I find it interesting. <laughs> yes. Especially because it really does get the algorithm. Like, it totally yeah. gets. It's kind of creepy how it gets you, but. Why this sort of came to my mind is, is yes, I've been seeing more and more people putting and more and more brands and, and, or, and, and even small businesses putting more and more time into video and that, which is great. But I was watching one of my um, favorite YouTube beauty people, um, Alana Davison, it's Alana Rama or something, whatever she is on Instagram or on um, YouTube. And she's got like six or 700,000. Like, so she's a big YouTuber and she's vlogging um, and saying that she just finished her like first reel or whatever she had for Instagram. And it took her like eight hours, like with the retakes and having to redo it over and over again to get it how you want it and then to edit it and add the music and all that stuff. And she's like, that may be my first and last reel because who the heck has time for this? And she's she's young. Like she's, I think in her 20s. So it's like, okay, maybe I'm not that old. Because even if someone in their 20s was like, "Uh, this is just too much work. I was like, maybe. And perhaps it's a lot this of work. feedback will help the TikTok, Instagram real situation in making it easier for people to actually produce these things. So the funny thing is it's not Instagram or TikTok that sets that standard. It's the creators. So, so people want... Okay, I'm people gonna, are doing... I'm going to apologize for the peas on this mic because this is like, as I said, the first time we've used this mic... <laughs> What are those called again? Um, Something peas. Puffy peas? I don't know. (laughs) There's like literally like a a term in podcasting called um, something peas because of how you like... I'll have to get Alex to fix this up because like... (laughs) Thanks, Alex. like the first time I've used a mic in like a year. (laughs) We don't don't have... We don't have like our foamy things. I think we decided to get better ones. Anyways. Anyways. um, So... I don't know if you guys remember our last episode. I think I gave a little lesson on reels. It was the last episode or the one before that. But essentially, you're kind of riding on the coattails of the creators that have done stuff that's trending. So the hand dance thing that everyone's been doing, that is probably the single most difficult reel I've ever tried to do. And frankly, I just gave up and was like, screw it, we're going to do our own. Because I was like, I'm not with this. So I'm not with this, right? Um... But yeah, it's it depends on the difficulty you choose to do. Now, here's been my biggest challenge. If I'm not a spokes, if I'm not the spokesperson for my client, and let's say they have their own brand and it's just them, and I need to train them on how to do reels and they don't want to, or it makes them uncomfortable, or they, you know, like they're already uncomfortable being on screen and now you're making them do like a dance. Oh, that's been the challenge. So my solution actually to Alyssa's point has been to hire someone. So I recently brought on an amazing content creator. Shout out to Hannah Burns. She is our new content creator at Social Centric and Company. She has her own uh, photography and videography company. And she um, is coming on board to help us train clients on how to do reels, get them comfortable. She's very personable. If they don't want to do it, she and I will come up with a solution on how we can promote the brand without them as the spokesperson. Most of the time, clients though are pretty good about swaying. And we kind of pick a brand, like a brand spokesperson within their strategy to do the reels. 
And then she films them all and cuts them. Oh, see, that's brilliant. And you know, that's actually yeah. interesting because if you're a a young, or not even, you don't have to be young, but just young at heart, I suppose, person who's super into this, like into TikToks and into doing, into creating your own reels, this is probably the next major business idea is that you are creator. a creator of this yeah. and you sell your services to clients to do this because you're you're totally correct in the fact that this is a lot of work yeah. and you as a business owner who have multiple different clients and multiple different it's fun for me to be able to go and do them, but I just don't always have the time. The time, right? So it's like... Yeah. Or if I'm curmudgeon and grumpy. So if you're sitting at week. home right now and you're like, <laughs> you love doing TikToks and Reels and you're totally into that whole scene, like that's a business training idea. People. Training people, going yeah. and shooting them. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I mean, because our producer, Alex, created a whole business out of producing podcasts, which yeah. wouldn't have existed three years ago, right? No. So, hey, if you're... Because I think that's going to be more and more of a of a, a path that people can... Oh, it's happening. Totally. Because even if yeah. you're a videographer that shoots like corporate videos or or like yeah. documentaries and stuff, you may not want to shoot like shortcut TikTok videos. So yeah. Short form content, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting. And but I mean, I should. think... Again, like, I mean, I've said this to my nephews a few times. It's like, you guys aren't in school or you aren't, you aren't going to go to university and learn the jobs of today, you're you're learning the jobs of tomorrow that don't even exist yet. Like who would think a TikTok creator was an actual job a year ago and it is and people can make money at it? It's a huge, like it's essentially the new influencer. Influencers and so bloggers started as bloggers, yeah. then became influencers and now they're content creators. And right. a content creator is a real job and it's a lucrative job at that. Yeah, and we're not talking about just writing social media posts as a content creator. No, you're actually creating You're good films. at film. You're good at film. You're good at video. You're good at editing. editing. You're good at being creative. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, but for a- people like us who... <laughs> who don't, don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, I like doing it once in a while for sure. It's more just a time thing. Um, I still haven't gotten myself into stories on Instagram because... I never yeah. feel that I have anything interesting to say. So the fact that now stories are sort of passe and we've all gone into this reels, but yet, I don't know. Stories a- are still a thing, but they are definitely less popular than reels. And do anyone, does anyone do lives anymore? Oh, yes. Is that still a thing? Absolutely. Okay. Even on Facebook as well. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a Facebook. I guess the only Facebook lives I've been, I've seen are ones that I am part of the, Facebook group that is putting them on, but I've never sort of scrolled through my Facebook. Again, the consistent lives are the ones that that stay alive. Right. (laughs) If they're not consistent, they tend to die. Right. Yeah, I I do find it interesting though. Like, I just feel that my little bit, I I don't know. I mean, I think we've had this conversation before, but I always struggle as a B2B service provider, how beneficial social is. Mm -hmm. Um, because especially Instagram and things like that are becoming so B2C focused and like e-commerce setups and swipe. Well, they don't even do swipe up links anymore. It's all tag links. But um, like from a B2B perspective, how aside from giving me profile, I don't know how, I don't know how beneficial it is to um, getting business clients, but that's a whole conversation for another day. 
we've definitely had this conversation in the past. And I think there is certainly a strategy with it. But yeah, it's a bigger conversation and maybe one that we'll have before the end of the year yeah. is up. Perhaps. <laughs> I'll have my friend Bridget on who like uh, the first question she asks p- potential client when she pro- in her prospect is, uh, what did she say to me? Is, um, are you, or something about like, do you, is it your business all on social media? And if they say yes, she's like Dakota. (laughs) If they say yes, she's like, yeah, we're probably not going to work well together. And that's fair. I think that's super responsible of Bridget because the the truth of it is, if you don't love social media, you really shouldn't be doing it. Just because it is so tedious, it takes a long period of time to get stuff done. It's a lot of work, Um, and you really do have to you have to enjoy. Graphic design, writing, creating video and photography. You have to somewhat enjoy photography. You have to somewhat enjoy creating things. You have to be very creative. So if you kind of um, enjoy more like the overarch, even the overarching strategy piece, um, I think you have to somewhat have a passion for social. It's not for everybody. No. The sad thing though is everybody more or less should have some sort of a presence. Well, you do need to be Depending. On. My whole philosophy is if you're not online, you're not in business. It's in true. whatever capacity. But yeah. it is interesting. Like, But not everywhere. After the, I, I just had this massive situation with my Facebook business manager account. Ugh. And I, back in the day, like five years ago, for some reason, my business account owns one of my clients' Facebook page. Because I set it up. Yeah. And, because Facebook changes every five seconds. And of course, over five years, no one no- paid any attention. No one noticed. And if we did, it didn't matter. Yeah. And now they were trying to set up an e-commerce thing on Facebook. And because I own the page, or not me, but my business owns the page, then they could... It still is not solved. No one at Facebook even knows what to do about it. Oh, I've had like five customer service people. Like, we're like, yeah, we don't really know what... Like, we made so many changes to the Facebook business manager that... We're just sort of leaving it for right now until we figure out a different way to, to manage. Oh, yeah. That was their response. That was their response. They're like, no. So it's like... So what was the solution? Did they well, give you one? They didn't. So what ended up happening is I added my client to my Facebook business manager account. Right. So then she was able to go into her page and set up the e-commerce. Right. So at least that's done. But I... Like my... Not me, but my... My company owns their Facebook page, owns their business Facebook page, and no one. So, if anybody listening has done this before, because I went to like our web people in Edmonton, yeah. and they, what they told me to do didn't work, and like Facebook. Doesn't I talked know. to my Facebook guy for Alyssa, and he didn't really know what to do, and he's yeah. So this is sort of my inherent, like, and so then everything, um, because how we build things in social, and when you're dealing with client stuff. It's all a Jenga piece and you all sort of figure it out. So if one of those pieces gets pulled out, the whole thing falls down. So then I lost my Instagram feed. Oh my God. And I had to reconnect it. And like, so anything that was connected to my business all got turfed because then, so then I had to figure out how to reattach, like re, it's the dumbest. And this is inherently why social can be so problematic is because when you're setting things up years ago, and everything's changed since, but like nobody makes any, nobody tells you that, oh, this has changed. So you should go in and like, and then yeah. 
Facebook keeps pushing everyone to Facebook Business Manager now. And I'm like, um, nobody set these up properly five years ago when no, Facebook Business Manager started. And for people like myself and anybody who does digital advertising, it is a freaking nightmare. Oh my God. With the ad accounts and the separate and different credit cards. and oh. Yeah. Part of my auditing process is to untangle and put things back together the way that they should be. And thank the Lord I have not run into something like Alyssa's issue yet. Um, most of the time though, people are pretty good in that they come to professionals to get everything set up properly. And there is a very succinct process to do it. It starts with a Gmail account. And the reason I use a Gmail account is because there's constant codes Mm -hmm. and approvals. So I just literally set the client up a Gmail account. I do everything from my end. The only thing I have to pester them for is like a credit card at the end for their ad account. I give all their people permissions and access. We do everything in the business manager so it's centralized. And we get it all done ahead of time the proper way that Facebook tells you to do it. And I've literally taken a course on how to do this. It is so... And that's the thing. Now there's processes. But before there was There was not. No. And almost everybody built a business page off their personal page and they didn't even use the manager. So part of my job when I do the admin or when I do the auditing process that our company offers is we go in and we set everything up properly. And we well, actually start a business That manager. was the only way to start a business page. Yeah, for a while. Because their Facebook yeah. business managers only existed for what, maybe six years, five years, six yeah, years? Around five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, anybody... And prior- no one knew they existed for a while either. No, and nobody was using them. Yeah, unless you're an ad manager. I mean, so that's sort of my issue is that because everything is connected and because Facebook owns Instagram, any changes you make on your Instagram is reflected on your Facebook. And then you can't... You can't ditch your Facebook account because your personal Facebook account is attached to everything. Because that's no. still where Facebook makes a big a big problem is that everything is still, even if you have a business page and a business account, it's still all attached to your personal Facebook account. I kind of understand why though. Like uh, for a long time there, it was a contentious issue for me as well. But even if you set up your business through business manager and you didn't have to do it through your personal page, you as like a, what am I trying to say here? Like an avatar have to have some kind of a presence in order to be an admin. Yes. Now, that being said, what would be cool is if Facebook figured out a way to let businesses or brands set up their Facebook page through business manager and you could just have your business manager. Like your avatar was your business manager and you didn't have to set up a personal page. Right. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because a lot of people want to give up their personal pages on Facebook now because it's so toxic. Yeah. Well, and that's a whole other thing. I I think down the line here, Alyssa and I really want to do an episode on social media toxicity and Mm -hmm. um, how to, if you have a business on social media, how to really make sure you're not burning out. And I'm actually for the next six weeks doing a couple of experiments. I am... So first of all, I'm helping a buddy out. He's doing what's called an elimination diet. uh, And part of the elimination diet in figuring out your food sensitivities is canceling out alcohol. So we're taking um, an almost two-month break from alcohol. But in addition, I was like, well, why not challenge my brain as well? So I'm actually going to um, not look at my my personal Instagram, nor am I going to interact with anybody on it for six weeks. And the things I want to see is how many people say, are you okay? Are you dead? I want to see like how many people reach out to me to say, like, I kind of want to gauge how 
bad my use usage of it right. was. I want to see how antsy I get and how difficult it is for me not so to So are look. you actually going to take the I um, took it off. app your, off your phone? So I can't take the app off my phone because of work. Right. But I removed my personal profile and I'm not allowed to look at it for six weeks. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I want to see what happens. That's why I don't even have a, like, I technically don't have a personal account on my Instagram. My, my Instagram yeah. is sort of me and my business because yeah. my feed is definitely my business. And then my stories will be business related content and some of my own stuff. Because if I had my own feed on top of a business feed, yeah. I don't think I would ever get off. Well, and I, I have, I've, I've fallen back into that trap where I'm just scrolling late into the night. Ugh, or I'm like sitting on the couch watching a show and I'm scrolling. Or my dog is like, get off your phone and like pawing me because <laughs> she's a smart ass. <laughs> but yeah, I want to see the withdrawal that happens. I want to see what happens to me. Obviously, I'll still have to be on for work, but that's a different ballgame for mm-hmm. me. When I'm posting for clients, it's a job. And it's not something like I'm like sitting there and I'm like, ooh, goody, like this is exciting, right? Like, no offense. I love my clients and it is exciting. And I still want to do stuff for the, the podcast and the business. But personally... I'm not scrolling. I'm not allowed. And on top of that, once I've done a post for a client or anything else outside of personal, I'm not allowed to scroll on those channels either. Right. Because that can sometimes happen. Because reels are on every channel, obviously. Yeah. Right? And I find myself watching cooking reels till like late into the night. Which is unproductive. Like I should be reading a book or just letting my my eyes take a break. We should go take a photo of the pile of books that I have beside my bed right we now will. that I have to actually read and that I don't yeah. because I'm too busy like scrolling TikTok oh and God, right? it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, I've got all these great books, both fiction and business. And I'm like, I haven't read any of them because I'm on my phone. I think I've read one book this year. And what was it? Oh, it was a biography of Kurt Cobain. Ran- and it took me random. like, took me like three months. I know. I'm like, every time I like look at this pile of books or even like books that I have on my, um, iPad mini, like for my Kindle or whatever, I can't even get into fiction. It's like, I'll read a few pages and I'm like, it's like, I have like become the dumbest person. Oh my God. I know. I literally have some (laughs) of the greatest, no offense. No, you haven't. No, (laughs) I literally have like, every time we have a guest on the podcast, I order a new book. And so I've got, um, I know profit first to read that Julie recommended. I've got a bunch of really great books that guests have recommended, literally piled up. I really want to read The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. Mm, it's about like food yeah. and process and how we process our food. Um, I have a couple really fun books I want to read. Yeah, I ordered The Iliad and The Odyssey the other day because I just really wanted to reread it from like middle school. I don't know. Dante's Inferno. Inferno. Yeah. Like, and I, I too feel kind of dumb. Yeah. Because it's like all I know now is social. I know. So oh, part like of, a phone. Maybe it's, you should do this six-week challenge with me. Seriously. Do I it. I should take it off. Yeah. And let's commit to reading a book a week. Oh. Okay, fine. Every two weeks. <laughs> Every two weeks. <laughs> Alyssa's looking at me like, okay, Dakota. <laughs> the person who like... Well, yeah, that is so bad because I used to do that. I used to read a book a week. And yeah. and now you're making excuses. Oh, now I'm like on TikTok and <laughs> I'm watching. Let's do it. Anyway. Oh, anyway. So that was an extra long lady rant today, but whatever, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. It was constructive. It was very it was constructive. A constructive lady rant. So it is our 40th episode, as we have said, which is huge for us. I think by the end of this year, we'll probably bag about 50 episodes, maybe a little more. Um, we got three months left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just just over three months. Um, 
So Alyssa, what's your what's been your favorite moment of starting a podcast or your favorite moments of starting a podcast? Well, if I think back to that, to March of 2020, like COVID had just hit. And I think everyone we were everyone was just like didn't had no idea what was what our world was gonna be. And we sat down at this table, like we we talked about starting a podcast for probably a year or more. Um, and we talked about it. So we sat down at this table and thought, well, we're just going to, we're just going to do it. We're going to, let's have the name. We had the whole thing and, oh, we're just going to record blah, blah, blah. And shout out to, to Karen. Yeah. Karen Alyssa's Ball. Alyssa's bestie, bestie. For coming up with our name. Yes. On the uh, back she, of a motorbike. And she gets all the royalties for that later. In California. And um, we had no idea what we were doing. We... Like, I think we opened GarageBand and started, we had no idea. We had no, ta- like, I think we like went ham at Amazon and got our mics and, and stuff, even though we had and no idea. all the wrong ones. All the wrong ones. <laughs> because later we, we would hire Alec. But yeah, we had all these great plans. We're like, oh, we're going to, like, this is going to be good for us. We're going to learn how to edit podcasts and whatever. And we quickly realized that we weren't going to do any of that. No. And this podcast would never, ever have, have seen the light of day until we realized that we needed to hire someone to actually edit and produce these because we are just not that those people. So And we have full-time jobs. We have full-time jobs. And podcasters are full-time, yeah. full-on all the time. So I think the best decision that we made very, very early on was hiring Alex. And Alex is a contact that Dakota had through a client. And he basically walked us through this whole thing. He got everything uploaded to Apple and Spotify and Google and he he produces these and makes us sound good every every yeah. week and cuts them, cuts he the noise. Cuts the noise. It's like, and yeah, we would have this never would we would have realized we already knew we were in over our head by by that first session. Yeah. So the money that we spend on Alex is the best money we spend in terms of the fact that we've only gotten to 40 episodes because of him and our frantic calls because we never know what the hell we're doing especially when we're recording in person and we're trying to get the audio and everything to work. And he always takes our calls, which I find astounding because we're both ridiculous. Alex is the most organized, wonderful human being. <laughs> you know, we're gonna, I'm going to plug him in the show notes of this episode just so that if you want to start a podcast... He's been just, on our show too. Yeah. So if you go back, I, we'll yeah. pull the episode that he was on, but we did a whole show with Alex because like totally the lifesaver of all lifesavers because again... Uh, work harder, not or work smarter, not harder. And we knew we wanted what the premise of this this podcast was going to be, but how much work it actually is, we completely underestimated. And so, to anyone starting a podcast, thinking that you're going to be able to, hey, if you're interested and like want to do it, super. But we would not be able to produce two episodes a month um, ourselves. No, and we originally wanted to do once a week. Yeah, and that was too much. And it was too much. Yeah, I would have to say my favorite part of starting a podcast has honestly been that it's like an escape for me. Not that I need to escape from my life, but sometimes when I'm struggling or things are too busy or I'm just being hard on myself, coming together with Alyssa every second Friday to just banter and meet new people when we have guests on and hang out, I feel like we always leave with our cup fuller. And we always leave happy and more inspired to do more. And we're constantly inspired by our guests, constantly, and each other. Yeah, I think that's been a 
a bit of a revelation too, because I was afraid at the beginning that this was going to seem like just one more thing, just a like work. Like, and at oh, times blah, blah, blah. it has been like, I'm not going to lie at times this year, we've both, we have both struggled with this. Yeah. There is no doubt. Been tired. Um, and we just were like, not, what are we going to talk about? I don't want to talk about that. We were just like in very not good places for part, for parts of this year. But I sort of think about it as a bit of therapy too, because we do get to talk about things like mental health wise, things that are affecting us in our personal lives, like difficult clients, ways we've dealt with our business and the ups and downs of our business. So I hope like in the feedback that we've received from listeners is that's what they love about this show is it's just like sitting down to have a coffee with us, which is what we always wanted this to be. It's not an overly produced show. We talk about local issues. We have like it's very Calgary centric, which is what we also wanted. Um, so the entrepreneurs that we have on are, are Calgary women. And I think that's just been a very big gaping hole in the market is a very like showcasing the awesome people of the city of Calgary, of that Calgary. you wouldn't know of. And doing it lightheartedly. Right. And yeah. not with an agenda. No, like we're not, we're not here to, I mean, obviously when we have guests, our job is to make them look good and feel good and be a part of the process. It's not here to to ask them tough questions and like we're not, wow. that isn't, I mean, it for us, this is the ultimate um rant, like rant with purpose. Rant. Yeah, we, yeah, we rant with purpose. We have an agenda in the fact we want people to feel good when they hear a show, no matter mm-hmm. what the topic is, because we've covered some difficult topics, but that everybody should leave here feeling a little bit better about their business or about themselves. And so I think for uh, for me, that's one of the biggest things is the the people that we've met. Like, had some amazing guests. Oh my God. I mean, people we never would have thought. And like, no. reaching out to us to be on the show. And I mean, we just yeah. never imagined that either. So, I I mean, I've learned so much. Same. It's been a crazy ride. It's been a total crazy ride. And I oh. think, um, like, we'll get into next, what our plans are for 2022. And- Season two. This was a long season one. When did we start this? March of... Well, our first episode aired in April. So, because we started it in March of 2020. So, our first episode was in April of 2020. So, yeah, over a year. So, yeah, we've had a very long season one. And season two is coming at you. Yeah. (laughs) And what are we... What are we going to do for... What what are some of the things we're looking at for season two? So, I think... um, I really love the way Alyssa kind of recapped on our vision and values there. I think for us, when we have a guest on, um, we want them to come into a very safe and nurturing space to be able to have real conversations with two other very real women. Um, And not only give them the opportunity and the platform to plug their business and talk about things they're passionate about, but also just get very vulnerable with us. And then for our guests, or sorry, for our listeners, we want them to leave feeling like their cup is full. So I think 2020 is going to just be an amplification of what 2022. We've, sorry, 2020. Oh my God. Yeah, screw 2020. I mean, it was screw 2021. It wasn't all bad, but <laughs> really. Let's, yeah. For 2022, I mean, I think for me, my my vision for 2022 with Ladies Who Launch is to amplify what we've already done. Um Alyssa and I are going to be showing a lot more of our faces. We're going to be doing more um, vlogging. Mm -hmm. 
we are going to be doing more stories and video content on Instagram. Um, I want to showcase our guests more than we ever have in the past. So whoever's willing, I want them to do lives. I want them to jump onto our social. I want them to give more than just their episode. Um, whether it's like a cool takeaway that people can download or an opportunity to do like a one-on-one on our channel or their channel. Um, I just want to... I want Ladies Who Launch to be a platform for others to promote themselves in a way that aligns with Ladies Who Launch. So really, I just want Ladies Who Launch to be um, a great place where women can gather or people who identify as female can gather and speak their story, tell their story, and come together with other women to lift them up. Yeah. That's kind of what I want for 2022. Agreed. I think... And some sweet swag. Oh, yes. We are we are talking about some sweet swag. Uh, that is in the discussion bucket. Yes. So look for some ladies who launch swag coming. Yes. In 2022 as well. And I think um, in regard... With the swag and with some of the th- initiatives that we want to do in 2022, there's going to be more of a, a charitable component to ladies who launch in, in how we give back and to, to women's charities, to, to, uh, women's initiatives, those sorts of things. So look out for those, um, opportunities to get involved with our outreach and our plans to give back to, um, Calgary, I think, um, is important as well. Absolutely. I think another thing that Alyssa and I both really want for the future as well, it's just kind of on hold until, well, who knows? Um, but one thing I think we'd both really love to do as well is some in-person events. Yeah. You know? Some live um, podcast tapings. Yeah. Live podcast tapings and also just events that are female-centric yep. um, and empower women to do a number of things. Um, we know this amazing team of ladies out in Edmonton um, called Femme Cabal. Mm-hmm. And although we haven't had the opportunity to get together with them and discuss, we kind of really look up to um, Femme Cabal in Edmonton as sort of an inspiration for some of the events we want to do here in Calgary. So just to give you an idea, and these are completely their ideas. I don't want to take credit for them at yeah, all. Yeah, go follow uh, Femme yeah. Cabal on Instagram. Femme they have Cabal. a great Insta- Instagram account, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, we'll link that them in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the events that they've done in the past and some that I think that they're planning to do, I don't want to give too much away, uh, are just based off of empowering females the way that males get empowered. Yeah. So like learning how to taste whiskey properly while coming together in a room with other great females and hearing from a small gay. Yeah. Kind of like an old, like an old boys club, but in, but like a femme club. Yes. Right? I know. I think they're great. And if yeah. we can bring some of that to Calgary um, and that energy and the inclusivity and the, the whole empowerment around the femme cabal, I think is awesome. Um, we just want to, we want to use this platform. I mean, we have sort of discovered through this process that what we we still have the same values and the same vision for ladies who launched that we did when we came up with the idea, but it's grown so much. Um, we thought it was going to be strictly sort of a business podcast, which we still love to do and talk, yes. talk to amazing entrepreneurs and about our businesses themselves. But it's become larger than that in terms of um, talking about social issues and women's rights and 
um, empowering women outside of the, the business space. And so we want to be able to utilize that platform yeah. to elevate all of this. Exactly. And this all comes from the heart. Yes. Like Alyssa and I, if we could do this as like another full-time job, it would be super fun and we would definitely welcome the opportunity. But we're here to support other people. Yeah. This is, this is like, we started this podcast to support other people because it's something that we, that fills our cup kind of thing. Um, one of the things I'm going to say too as well is um, if you want to be on our cast or if you have a guest in mind that you want to hear from, it doesn't matter how small or how big you think they are or how hard they are to get. Alyssa and I are pretty good at making things happen. So uh, DM us on Instagram at ladieswholaunchpod or email us at ladieswholaunchpod at gmail.com and drop us a line and let us know because we would love to try and feature your guests on our our cast. We're all about (laughs) cool stories. So if you have a cool story or you know someone who does, like this is the whole purpose of of coming together and being able to share these things in a a safe space. So um, with with the sort of changing landscape, I mean, we're going through multiple elections here in Calgary, yes. or here in Calgary, here in Canada right now. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of conversations about um, the like the politics of women and how we are represented, and all those sorts of conversations. And I think there's going to be a lot of stories and a lot of um, interesting people to be met that we want to meet in 2020. Absolutely. And speaking of voting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Get out there and vote today, guys. If you already haven't, if you haven't already, make sure you do <laughs> Whatever it. Whatever this, this won't air today, <laughs> but we're telling like we're Oh, telling. shit. <laughs> okay, we're going to get Alex to delete no, that, that. That's fine. Leave it in. I think it's funny because it is voting day today in, Cal- in, um, in Canada. Federal. It's our federal election today on September 20th. Okay, so, so. get out there um, in October, early October there to vote for, for our mayor. Then, yeah, please. municipally. Yeah, municipally get out there. And there's vote. always, Mark there's always an calendar. election. It's fine. But I mean, that's just a conversation Classic to be had Dakota. that engage in the process. Like no matter <laughs> yes. where you are in the world, some people don't have the luxury and privilege that we do in Canada to have the ease yeah. of voting. So wherever you are in the world, take advantage and become engaged in the process. Start yeah. having conversations. Um, and, and research your candidates. Yes. Don't just go with what other people are doing. Yeah, don't vote for who your dad voted for or who your husband votes for. That's just not cool on any level. And if you're freshly 18, do your research. Yeah. And be excited. And make your own informed decisions. Don't be swayed by your parents. No. Get into the habit of making informed decisions. All right, well, to end off this somewhat long cast that I personally have really enjoyed, we hope you have too. (laughs) Um, Alyssa, what's your favorite? what, What has been your favorite cast that we've done? Uh, I think my, well, two for two different reasons. I think, um, what, I forget what actually my, um, thought was. I think it was, what one did I pick? Oh, what was it? Um, you had picked, we had talked about this I know, earlier. We talked about, oh, I have so many that I love, oh, honestly. Wait, let me. Oh, fuck resolutions. Oh yeah. Pardon that was, my French. Yes. That was one of my favorites because we basically said, why are we doing, why, why do we do resolutions? Yeah, it doesn't get easier doesn't, year over no. year. But I will say that my probably favorite moment on this, sh- this show was early, early on. I think it was our second episode, third episode. Oh, 
Um, Here we go. When we had Dakota's ex-husband, Corey, on the cast, and it was like, if anyone wants to hear that, it's fantastic. Episode go back and listen. Three. Episode three. Yeah. Um, it was basically like having a therapy session for an hour. I mean, Corey was amazing on that show. Like, kudos, shout out to Corey. He was great. Um, but like, where can you bring two divorced people together to have a fairly in-depth like, conversation, adult conversation about, about their, their lives? Yeah. Well, we didn't, I mean, we, I guess we kind of talked about, yeah, I guess we were like coming off a year of being separated then actually a year to the day. Oh, that's weird. It aired a year to the day that we got separated. Oh, that's really creepy. We didn't, I didn't even realize that. Anyway, Corey talked a lot about, um, it's actually a good cast to go back and listen to because I think a lot of people have been facing adversity with, what are they, a lot of people have been leaving their their jobs. Oh, a lot of people quitting. For a number yeah. of reasons because of the pandemic. Yeah. So it's a great one because frankly, Corey had kind of hit rock bottom at that point mm-hmm. in, and not in like a bad way. He just, he had to, to figure out some stuff. And he has since, I will say, gone and chased his dreams in another country and worked for a really amazing company in another country and did all the things he mentioned on the cast. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, he sort of Curry. manifested all of that. He it was did. Pretty, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So anyway, if you're feeling kind of lost, episode three is pretty great. And we will give kudos to Mr. Sanquist for um, inspiring people. What was ah. your favorite episode or moment? <laughs> Well, I think oh, I've had so many favorite moments. I'm so happy that we're back together. Doing this over Zoom, honestly, was pretty soul-sucking. It was. Um, I would say that my very favorite cast was Business and Dating with a Moral Compass, mm. which is something that I think is super applicable to now. I think dating and entrepreneurship, as we talked about in the episode, can be very messy. Yeah. Um, and I also think recently we did a cast um, with Kristen... Dick from Avro Creative and talked about our personal brand. So marrying those two together and kind of knowing what your personal brand is and what you stand for and then going out into the world, whether it's personally or professionally and living that brand, I think has been really important to me in my life. And so I like those two episodes kind of together. So that's episode uh, 26 and then 39. But it's just been a blast. And I think I will, I will, as my final thought, in all of this. And Dakota and I have known each other for years. But I will say this past year and a bit, year and a half, of working on this cast has, I think, elevated our relationship as friends. Because we, yeah. as we alluded to earlier, we have gone through some shit. We went through some stuff this year. This together. year. Like, it has been... And separately. It has been a whole thing. Yeah. So that I've appreciated because I think we've got... Even over Zoom, which has been soul sucking, yeah. we having a set date to has, connect to connect every other week has been awesome. And I think the chatter that goes on pre and post recording of this show, <laughs> we should do a whole show of just that um, yeah. because I think we have we have worked each other through some very important things this past year we have yeah i think we've been each other's support systems through the cast um and i think we would have otherwise but the cast is a motivator for sure when you know when you're feeling really down it's easy to just crawl under the covers and not talk to anybody and with ladies who lunch we have a purpose to 
get back out into the world and reconnect. Yeah. Which has been so important. Well, I love you, Alyssa. I love you too. And we love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't wait to bring you a killer season two of Ladies Who Launch. Obviously, we're going to continue on with uh, the rest of this year. Maybe, I don't even know why I keep saying season two. That doesn't well, just because it sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. It makes me feel like good about a number of things. I don't know. I'm just bantering <laughs> now. Okay, we're going to go. Thank you so much for listening. And we love you guys. And we'll see you on our next episode. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 